Praise the Lord. So today we we we're doing something a little different. Um, I believe the Lord wants us to to speak words, speak His words, and also personalize it before we go into His Word. So um, I'll read something for us. It says Isaiah fifty five eleven. He says, "You shall." So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. It, I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So I, I, I want to encourage us before before I start that, you know, either you have either you have your Bible in front of you, so you can we can put all seats together. You know, for for those of us that are here. You know, I printed something out for them to to read through it. But for for you that is, that is listening, it's good for you to it's for you to you know take the Bible and let's read it all together and also personalize it. The Bible says that it's a God's word. That's what we are going to be speaking out. God's word. He said it will not return to him void. He said, it shall accomplish all. It shall accomplish all. And it shall prosper in everything. You know, it shall work. That's basically what the Bible says. Whatever you say, it shall come to pass. So I want us to go for it. And let's let's say it. And let's, let's do what the Lord says. There's a reason why God... We used to do this in church. You know, previously, before COVID wish to take the scriptures and say it before COVID and the Lord wants us to do it again uh, so and that's what we're doing praise the Lord praise so let's go let's go Proverbs 4 18 New Living New King James Version Proverbs 4 18 New King James Grandma you have it over there in your paper Proverbs 4.18, New King James. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter onto the perfect day. Proverbs 3.5-6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Psalm 91, 10 to 11. Psalm 91, 10 to 11. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near nor your dwelling. For for you shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Psalm 37, verse 4 to 5. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Isaiah 53, 1 and 5. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord be revealed? But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Matthew fifteen thirteen. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Romans 8, 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Romans eight thirty seven. 
No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Psalm 20 verse 7. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of our Lord, our God. Let's, let's personalize it now. Uh, same scriptures and we'll go all the way down. Proverbs 4.18 My path is, is the, like a shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. I am the light I'm the light of the world. Favor surrounds me. My light is bright and is getting brighter and brighter because Jesus is in my life. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust the Lord and will not lean on my own understanding. I will trust the Lord completely. I will always acknowledge in Him my ways. I will direct my path. I will not direct my path. I will hear His voice. I will not rise in my own eyes. I have the wisdom of God. I know the wisdom of God always. Psalm 91, 10 to 11. No evil or plague shall come near me and my family in Jesus' name. COVID-19 is evil and a plague. It will not come near me and my family. The angels of God are guarding me and removing us from the path of the virus and anything evil. Psalm 37, 4 to 5. I delight myself in the Lord. I think about Jesus every day of my life. Because I delight myself in him, he gives me my heart desires. I trust God. I trust him always. I, as I commit my ways to him, he will direct my path, my ways. Isaiah 53.1 I believe the Lord. I believe his name. I believe Jesus. I believe God. Everything God has said regarding me on my, my family are true. And they come to pass. Isaiah 53.5 Jesus is my healer. Jesus has healed me. I am whole, I am healed, all my diseases have been kneeled on the cross, I am free from sickness, diseases, illnesses, I am well, I declare I am healed. Matthew 15:13. I uproot every obstacle in my path, I have the power to uproot every plant that my heavenly father did not plant. Because I have the power, I root, uproot everything that the enemy planted in our lives, in the nation and my family. I am free. Be uprooted in Jesus' name. Romans one, Romans 8.1 I am not condemned. I do not have any generational cause. The devil cannot condemn me. Jesus loves me. Romans 8.37 Overwhelming victory is mine. I am a victor and not a victim. Victory is always mine. I walk in victory all the time. I have victory in Jesus' name. Whatever I'm going through, I speak victory into it. I speak victory into my life. I speak victory into my family. I am victorious. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Psalm 20 verse 7. I trust God. I trust in the name of the Lord. 
I trust Jesus. I trust the Word of God. I do not trust myself or anyone. I only trust in Jesus. I will only trust Jesus. He is my Lord and Savior. I believe in the Lord. All the Lord has told me, I believe and trust them. I believe, I trust God. In Jesus' name. Amen. I would, I would see whether I can post this, this um, what we just said on, on YouTube so we can take it, we can look at it together. Or you can look at it while you're, while you're listening to it. Praise the Lord. So today we, we, we're going to, we, by the grace of God, we'll be doing this every, every um, Thursday. Every Thursday we go through this, we go through the scriptures, and and we would, um, as we go through it, we know that as we just did right now, God has what? The word has gone forth. The word has gone forth. And because he has gone forth, he says, the Bible says, it will not return to him void. It shall accomplish everything. It shall prosper in, in those things. So we know we have confidence. I have confidence. We have confidence that that word that we just spoke out. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So we have said it. So because we have said it, it will happen. The angels of God are working on our behalf. So I will encourage us to, to at least this week, say it. Say it. Put it forth. Talk about it. Just say it in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we're talking about Romans, Romans 2. Sit down, please. Romans 2. Twelve to twelve to sixteen. Romans two, twelve to sixteen. It says, When the Gentiles sin, they will be destroyed, even though they never had God's written law. And the Jews, and the Jews who do not have God's law will be judged by the law when they fail to obey it. For merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in his, in his sight. Even Gentiles do, who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. They demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. It says, and this is the message I proclaim, that the day is coming when God, through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. Praise the Lord. You know, last week we talked from, from, from verse 1 to 11. This week we're going through just these few scriptures that I just read, you know. And I, you know, you, you think about the scripture, and, and you notice that I, I don't know whether we've noticed this. You see, a, a you notice a child, a child, or maybe f four, five, three, between three, three and three and up. You notice a child knows knows the difference between right and wrong. How come? How come they know the difference between right and wrong? How, how can they tell the difference? Have you ever asked yourself? How can they ever tell the difference? The Bible, you know, is, is telling you, and it's telling us here in the Bible, each time you read the Bible, the beginning of the Bible, it says we've been created in what? The image of God. We've been created in the image of God. So you think about an image. I, I, I googled the definition of an image. An image is defined by the representation of the external form of a person or a thing on exact copy. Now, it, now use my computer language. It's an exact copy of a computer's 
hard disk. So you think about an image, an exact copy. I'll give you an example why I said this. Why I said is my <clears throat> you're talking about you're talking about you're talking about what it's going on now. I have a Mac machine at home. I have a Mac machine at home. I have a Mac machine at home. And in my this this Mac machine I have a time I have a, what they call a time capsule. It's what they call a time capsule. Okay? And this time capsule basically what it does is it does a backup. It does a backup. It backs up the Mac machine. So so you the, the key here is this. Why does it back it up? It backs up a complete image of the Mac machine onto this what they call a time capsule. And what happens is that if my computer crashes, if my computer crashes, I have an image. I have an image on the time capsule. Like I, I'll give an example. Like I bought I bought another computer because that the computer that I had was was acting up. So I bought a new computer. And what happened was when I when I brought the computer, I backed up the old one to the time capsule. Then I got this new one, this new this new um, Mac. And what happened was I pulled the information from the time capsule. I put information from the time capsule to where? All the way down to my laptop. So what happened was you're creating an image. You're creating an image of what? Of your old one that is put on the time capsule. Now you're creating an image back to this. So what am I trying to say is the thing about an image is that, you know, they say, God says you've been created in what? In his image. So it means that when you see God, they see you. Praise the Lord. Do, do we understand that? You see, God created us as his image in the, during the, in the beginning of creation. So we are supposed to what? We are supposed to do what? We are supposed to represent God on earth. We're supposed to be his representative on earth. But what happened was when Adam and Eve sinned against God, the separation happened. We got they, they got separated and we got separated from, from God. So we no longer represented him. But we still are created in his image. Do, do we understand this? We are still are created in his image. But we don't rep represent him anymore. Having an image of God meant that we still have some part of God. But not all of it. We have some parts. You know, that's why you see that sometimes we have a void in our heart. You know, we see unbelievers, they have a void in their heart. They are searching for, they are searching for something. They say there's something in my hand that is missing. They are searching for God because we've been created in the image. Look at what, look at what Romans two fifteen says. Romans two fifteen says they demonst they demonstrated that God's law is written in his heart. Let me read it again. Romans two fifteen. Romans Romans two fifteen descri describes this perfectly. It says they demo they demonstrate that God's law is written in what. In their hearts, for their own conscience and thoughts, either accuse them or tell them that they are doing wrong. So basically, what he's saying is that for a child to know what's right or wrong, God's law has been written already in their hearts, in all our hearts. Because don't forget, we have been created in what? In His image. Look at look at what uh, Romans two fifteen says. Romans 2.15 in message, it says, there's something deep within them that echoes God's yes and no, right and wrong. So there's something within us. And that's the same image of God that we're talking about. We've been created in his image. This is what I'm saying. There's something that God planted in us that tells us that what is right and what is wrong. And we cannot deny it. Have you ever thought, you know, 
for me, this is a weird example. But have you ever thought whereby someone does something wrong? He knows what he did wrong, that was wrong. Then he starts to hide. He goes and robs a bank and is hiding. Why is he hiding? He knows he did something wrong. You follow me? He knows he did something wrong. So that's why he's doing what? He's hiding. Do you know that's exactly what happened with Adam and Eve? They knew they did something wrong. And look at what Genesis 3, 8 to 13 says. They knew. Genesis 3, 8 to 13 says, When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, um, I heard you walking in the garden, so I watched. I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. He says, Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman who gave me who who gave me the fruit that I ate. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That is why I ate it. So you see that there was Adam was Adam was Adam also was created in the image of God. So he knew when he did something wrong. He knew it, he knew, and that's why he was what? All of the both of them were hiding. So there's a knowing. There's a knowing because, and the reason why there's a knowing what you're doing wrong and right is that God has deposited Himself in you. We are in the image of God. Let me give you a clear example. And this clear example it gives you an understanding. You see, an example is this of example that like that can be clear to us in this is this you know every windows computer i talked about this is god opened my eyes with this thing every windows computer every windows computer every windows computer it comes with microsoft office okay you and i can effectively use it the only time we can effectively use it is whereby we activate the windows the the office and for us to activate the office, okay, for us to activate Microsoft Office, we have to have a credit card in hand and activate it either online or by telephone. Look, for this example, think about it this like this. The Windows, the Windows, the Windows, uh, the, the Windows Microsoft Office, okay, is who? Is, is praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are the Windows computer. Okay? God is the Microsoft Office. For us to activate it, for us to activate the God in us, we need to do what? We need to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, which is free of what? Free of charge. It's free of charge. We don't have to pay any money for it. Activating Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior, what happens? It gives you ability to use Microsoft Office. I, I don't know how to explain. I hope we understand this. We need to understand this. We can try to try. I, 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 we can try to our best to avoid the activation. But there will be one day you are going to need to activate Microsoft Office. What am I trying to say? You can avoid. I say I don't want to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. <clears throat> but there's going to be one day that you'll be forced to accept it. I remember having 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 uh, uh, Microsoft. You know, I had I had this Mac, and I didn't. I refused to get Microsoft. I don't say I won't buy it. Forget it. How would I spend that money? Because my, my job, we, we stopped doing Microsoft. They used to give us Microsoft for $10. Then my 
I, so I get, I'll buy the thing for $10. But uh, then I said, I will never do it. Let him take Microsoft. But what happened was, I, now I needed to start creating salmons. I needed to start creating salmons. But what happened? For me to create a salmon, I needed what? Microsoft Office. So I need, and then I had to call Microsoft. I said, Microsoft, I need your what? I need your help. I need your help. I need to, I need this Microsoft Office. And now I had to go and buy, get my credit card ready. Thank God Costco was having a sale. And I got my credit card ready and I bought Microsoft Office license. From who? From Costco. For a fee. So we don't want to wait until when, when it's, it's, we, we are so pressed. When we are so pressed, when there is now confusion and disaster. Like right now, there's confusion and disaster. Now, you know, why do we have to wait till that time for us to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? We should accept him right away. Praise the Lord. And that's why I'm saying that we, there's, there's, there's something in us. And that's why I have to also tell us this. There's a difference between religion there's a difference between religion and being a follower of Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. There's a difference between religion and being a follower of Jesus Christ. Because the thing about it is, you might ask why, why I'm talking about this religion, because I'm just going with what the scripture is saying here. You know, because when you when you go down to, let's just look at this aspect. Um, Romans 2, 17. 17 to... Romans 2, 17 to... Now, uh, uh, let's just read it. Romans 2, 17 to 29. Romans 2, 17 to 29. It says, You who call yourself Jews are relying on God's law and you boast about your relationship with him. You look, you, so you know what, what he wants. You know what is right. Look at what he goes back to the same thing. You know what is right because you have been taught his law. You are convinced that you are the guide for the blind and the, and the light for the people who, who are lost in darkness. You think you can, you can instruct the ignorant and teach the children the ways of God. For you are certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. Well then, if you teach others, why don't you teach yourself? You tell others not to steal, but you steal. You say it is wrong to commit adultery, but you commit adultery. You commit, you condemn adult, adultery, but what? Idolatry, but, but you, you use the items stolen from pagan temples. 23. You are so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. No wonder the scriptures say the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. 25. The Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you, if, if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's law, you are no better than any than an, an uncircumcised Gentile. And if the Gentiles obey God's law, wouldn't God declare them to be his own people? In fact, uncircumcised Gentiles who keep God's law will condemn you Jews who are circumcised and possess God's law but don't obey it. 28. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And, tr a true, circum and true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from men. I'm going to just scratch the surface. Next week, we're going to talk about this thing really good. Look at, I have to say this. 
you unbeliever is called we are called a Gentile. A child of God is called a child of God. A believer of God, a believer, somebody that has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is, is a child of God. We are no longer what? Gentiles. But it's, it, this is what God is saying that if the Gentile that God they created in his image and they know right from wrong and they are doing what is right without knowing anything about the law. God is saying, look at look at them. Compare them to you Jews that know the law. The law is, Moses came with the law. And you guys are still doing the thing wrong. You can't compare. So you look at this thing, what I'm trying to compare, bring us to understanding with this. I'm, I'm trying to relate it to, to now. And the relation to now is a religious person and a follower. And God's follower. And a follower of Christ Jesus. You know, some people, I've, I've heard people, I don't know what about you, but I've heard people say, I'm very religious. I'm a religious person. Have you, I don't know whether you've heard people say that. I'm very religious. Or some people will say, I'm spiritual. I'm, I'm very spiritual. I don't know why they say such a thing, but I'm going to explain some things here. So, think about this for a minute. Okay? You see the difference. The, there's a difference. Uh, let's go back to this. Microsoft Office thing again. Okay? Let's go back to this Microsoft Office. There's a difference with, between someone who has been working, who has a working Microsoft Office product and a non-working Microsoft Office product. Do we understand that? Do we understand that? Mm -hmm. That there's a difference between someone that is that his office is working and someone that his office is not working. You know why you know there's a difference? Because when you open their office, if they are not able to do anything, you know their office is not working. You can say, oh, I have office on my computer. But if you don't actually open it and type on it, it means you really didn't have a, it means you really didn't have office on the computer. So what I'm trying to say is there's a difference between a Christian, the follower of Jesus, and someone that says he's religious. Someone that you say that he's spiritual. I'll give you this example. Look at look at um, Philippians 3, 5 to 6. Philippians 3, 5 to 6. It says, I was circumcised when I was 8 years old. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel, a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew. If there were ever one, if there were ever was one, I am a member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest what? obedience to the Jewish law. I was a zealous. I was so zealous that I harshly prosecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law with what? Without fault. The man was the, the head. <laughs> he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't the chief priest, but he was second in command to the chief priest. Paul was describing his, his encounter, his, the way he did things prior to what? This encounter with the Holy Spirit, with, with Jesus. No. Wait. He was describing his he was inscribed, describing his life prior to what? His encounter with Jesus. Paul was what? Was zealous. Paul was what? He was self-appointed. He persecuted people who did not believe what he believed. Isn't it what's happening now? If you don't believe what I believe, I persecute you. If you if you if you say that this is not correct. You're, you're done for. It was, Paul was saying, is my way or the highway? In his mind, he did it because he felt he was doing it for who? For the Lord. He was what? Self-motivated. 
He was self-motivated. He did this because he felt this is how it's this is how it's supposed to be. Sit down, please. He felt this is how it's supposed to be. In his mindset, I this is this is this is the way it's supposed to be. I if you're not for if you're not for Christ, uh, sorry, if you're not for the law, if you're not for the Jews, I'm gonna persecute you. In their mindset, is that that whole religious, the religious aspect of, of human beings. People are so you know, have you seen that? When you say something bad, they'll persecute you. Now they're persecuting Christians now. Everywhere. Oh, you said something about Jesus. They persecute you right away. Isn't that what's happening now? That's exactly what's happening now. That's exactly what's happening now. They're persecuting people because what? When it is not said, when it's not said the way they think it's supposed to be said, what happened? They, they persecute you, they kill you. And this is, this is what? This is Paul who was what? A Jewish leader. And before he went to, he went to Damascus, what happened? He went to the high priest and says, sign me this thing because these people, they're talking heresy. They're not, they're not talking what I know. They're not saying exactly what we know. And what did the chief priest do? The chief priest signed, signed the paper. Say, go and kill them. Put them in chains. He was the same one that when they were stoning Stephen, he said, put your clothes here. Go ahead, stone the guy. Put your clothes. Put your clothes on the floor. No problem. Go ahead, stone the guy. And that's what they were doing. And that's what they were doing. And you see that this is exactly what is happening in this country right now. That's why I wanted to kind of bring it home. That's why I wanted to bring it home to... For us to understand how what people are doing now and their mindset, they think I'm very religious, you know, you shouldn't bring Christianity here. As soon as you tell somebody I, I believe in Jesus, they'll tell you so. What, what kind of nonsense is that? And that's why, you know what, I'll be honest with you, and that's why some people are scared because they don't want to be, they don't want to be prosecuted. Some people are scared to declare that they are a believer of Jesus Christ or they have Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior because they don't want to be persecuted. This is exactly what is happening now. It happened in the in the Bible. It's, it's playing out now. But look at the change. Praise the Lord. Look at the change that happened with look at the change that happened with Paul. In the same Philippians 3, 7 to 11, there was a change. Look at it. Let's look at it real quick. Philippians 3, 7 to 11. Look at the change happened to Paul. He says, I once thought these things were valuable. Look at what he was saying. He said, I once thought that what I was doing was correct. It was, it was the best thing. But now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. He started getting revelation. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have disregarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I can gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness. You see what he was doing? He was trying to be right. He, he, he felt he was right. In doing what he was doing. You know how sometimes right now people feel they are right to persecute Christians? He says, I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying, obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through Christ, through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. 
He says, I want to know Christ, experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or the other, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Look, Paul got transformed from being righteous to being a follower of Jesus Christ. Paul transformed, was Jesus transformed him from being a righteous person who obeyed the law without fault. Who obeyed the law without fault. Who believed he was doing something right. Who believed that he could kill Christians like chickens. Praise the Lord. But when he encountered Christ, when he encountered the Lord, when he encountered the Lord, Paul's perception changed. He wanted a, a relationship with Jesus. That's why I said the activation, Microsoft activation key. As soon as you activate the Microsoft license, what happened? You now are a representative. You are now a representative of who? Of Christ Jesus. He, he wants to know he wants to know who Christ is. He has a craving to know who Christ is. He wants to know Jesus more. He wants to experience the power. The power, the mighty power of Christ. He wants to experience his suffering. He wanted, he had a desire to know who Christ was. And the desire was what? He needed his mind renewed daily. And this is critical. Jesus wants, us to, wants to reveal himself to us. A religious man or a woman who, who says, imitate me, but do some, something different. They know what is right and what is wrong. But they feel they have this self-righteousness. They feel that they know better than you. I want to tell us that God will one day, God will one day judge all of us. God will one day judge all of us. God will one day judge all of us and say, look at what you're doing. Are you doing the things right? Did you do what I told you? Were you self-righteous? You know, I asked somebody in school, at my old my old church. I said, I said to them, I said, supposing God decided to put your sins on the big screen TV, put all your sins on a big screen TV every Thursday and every Sunday. Would you come to church? I don't think you will come to church. Me, me, both of us, will, all of us won't come to church. If God now says, I'm going to put Pastor Chukas, because he's a, he's a, he's a pastor now, he, I'm going to put his sins on TV, the first person. I'm going to put his, his sins on, on TV so that everybody can see it. Then secondly, you put Pastor Ayo. Then thirdly, you put everybody else every single day. People will not show up. People will not show up. So, the reason why I'm saying this, why I'm telling people this, it says, look, we need, to, we need to transform our lives. Our lives need to be transformed. And the only way we can transform our lives is accepting Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. We need to activate that key. That key needs to be activated. For people that haven't, haven't, that their lives, the way they, they live, been living their lives, if they feel that their lives, they're acting righteous or spiritual, they know Jesus, but because they're, they're afraid of persecution. Or you see some people that 
their one leg, they are either in in the world and also in the world, in the world and also in in Christ, because of fear. I'm just telling you that. Look, this when the word of God says this. Let me let me let me let me let me, let me say this. When the word of God says that this, there was persecution with Paul, it means that it will surely happen every time, even till we die next in the next thousand years. It's still going to happen. There's still going to be people that will try to persecute Christians. There are still going to be people that will say, I'm religious. What you said is wrong. I, I'm always right. You don't know what you're saying. You're still going to have those kind of people. You're still going to see those kind of people. Those kind of people are going to be in existence till, 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 till the kingdom comes. They're still going to be in existence. But the key here is, the key here we need to understand is that God is saying that those people, those people, leave them. He will deal with them. But you need to deal with your own self. You need to be able to stand strong. You see all the people Paul was against. This too strong. They stood, they stood strong. They said no. Stephen. Paul was against Stephen. Stephen spoke out. And that's why he, he killed him. But still, God, if you, if, you, if you read the Bible, the Bible says, Jesus, he saw Jesus. Means that Jesus rose up and accepted him. That's an amazing accomplishment. Because he did what? He told the truth. There was no self-righteousness. He was dependent on Christ and Christ alone. My, my, my prayer is that we take opportunity. This is the opportunity for us at this time. Because you're going to see those things. There's no point running away from it. There's no point cowing down. There's no point being shy. But we need to be able to do what? Stand and say, yes, I've been activated. I'm a, I'm a Christ follower. I'm not religious. I'm not spiritual. But who? I'm for God. I'm for Christ. And that's the key. We're going to talk more about this scripture next week. This same um, Romans 2, 17 to 20. 29. We're going to talk more about it. But it's something that we need to understand that there's still going to be all this all these things that is going on. All you have to do is if you have a brother or a sister or cousin or brother or neighbor you pray for them because eventually God is going to what? Do what? Transform them. They will, they will come to the knowledge of who? They will come into the knowledge of who, who is? Of Jesus. They will come to the knowledge of Christ. But it's just a matter of time. But our job is to do what? To stand strong. Our job is to do what? To declare that I'm a follower of God. The Bible says, I'll paraphrase, but the Bible says that you don't want a situation whereby in the last days, when you call Lord, Lord, he will say, I do not know who you are. Praise the Lord. You don't want that situation where, where, where you say, Lord, Lord, open the door. You say, who are you? I do not know you. So my, my prayer today is that if, if, you, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior today, it's an opportunity. If you want to rededicate your life, rededicate your life today and say, God, you know what? I've been living I haven't been living right. This is an opportunity. If you also think that you believe that you've been all self-righteous, condemning people, you think you know best, condemning them, I'm telling you right now, you're wrong. You're like Paul. 
And Paul was transformed. And Paul was transformed. So my prayer is that you too can be transformed. Praise the Lord. So I just want to use this opportunity. We can say if if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can receive him now. And the way you can receive him now is by saying this simple prayer. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Your word says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm calling on you. I pray and ask Jesus to come into my heart and be Lord over my life. According to Romans 10, 9 to 10. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart, and shall believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, that God raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Is made unto salvation. I do not I, I do that now. I do that, I do that now. now. I confess with I confess that. I confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. That God raised him from the dead. That God raised him from the dead. I am born again. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. A child of the Most High God. A child of the Most High God. I am saved. I am saved. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you right now, even though it's, it seems like a long prayer, but, you know, because all of us were saying it, you have, the Bible says you have crossed over from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of this dear son. So you are now a born-again Christian. It says the host of heaven is, is excited. Everybody's clapping. Everybody's rejoicing because what? I'm even clapping for you. Everybody's rejoicing because what? You have crossed over Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, if you if if you, you need to dedicate your life, you go in your private, where you, wherever you are, just say, God, I just rededicate my life. I'm sorry that I lived the way I lived. But Lord, I just want to come to know you even more in Jesus' name. Amen. I thank you because God, God in His own infinite mercy, is our. He, he knows. He knows our heart, and He knows He wants to help us. Praise the Lord. Thank you, awesome God.